0: Buckle up for the Uncommon Leader Podcast, just friends hanging out and breaking down leadership challenges and unwrapping techniques that can be applied to make a difference. A fun look at what is possible if we lead in an uncommon way, an invitation to be the champion we were created to be. Not your typical leadership podcast. Welcome back, listeners to the Uncommon Leader Podcast. I've got a great episode for you today. Margo Bellinger is a fitness trainer in Roanoke, Virginia, and she was a catalyst for me on my journey to being healthy that started back in 2017. Margo's story from her youth is both tragic and inspiring, and I love how she connects it to her purpose as a trainer. Margo shares some great tips for leaders that sometimes put their health and fitness last in priority, as well as some straight talk on the BS excuses that she hears on a regular basis. Enjoy today's conversation. Margo, welcome to the Uncommon Leader podcast. It's great to have you here and I'm excited to talk to you today. I want to start you out on the podcast the same way I start all of my guests on the podcast. And that's with a question about you and your journey, but ultimately a story from your childhood that really continues to shape who you are today.
1: So I was 18 years old when this story started. But just as a backtrack, I've been an active person my entire life since I was a kid. I've always loved sports. I've always love playing games. I've always done activities, moving around, doing all that kind of stuff. So jumping into when I was 18 years old, I had just graduated high school and it was July 3rd and my father had passed away suddenly from a heart attack. So, and I was actually at that point, I had been home by myself A few days, my parents were out of town, they were moving out of an old house that we were living in at that point and moving back to where we were currently living. So they were stressed out, they were moving, you know, all that kind of stuff had happened. And my dad was driving the moving truck and just out like a light, just Mm. immediate heart attack, gone. So I actually didn't know that any of this had happened until about three o'clock in the morning going into July 4th. My mother and my brother and sister-in-law, they ended up driving back to Richmond and they came and found me. And so they had to tell me that all this had happened and it was complete life-changing moment. Oh, so wow. yeah, so that's so that's kind of my little backstory. So going from there, being 18 years old, you really have no idea what life is about, <laughs> right? So 18 years old, I was getting ready to start school, going into college. So it was, all, it was a little bit of a struggle. That's kind of really hard hitting moment, really young age too, for, for such a traumatic thing to happen. So going back into thinking I was such an active person, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in college. So I decided I was going to go into sports medicine. I always liked watching football, I was into sports, and I liked doing active things. I thought about maybe doing physical therapy, and I was like, eh, that's too much school, not for me. So that's where the whole sports med thing came into play. And so I went to school, went to college for a few years, and it really wasn't until I was a little bit older, maybe my early 20s, when I realized how much of an effect my dad's personal health had on him and causing his heart attack and how much that really started to lead the way for me wanting to build my life and my career around helping other people with their health and getting their life fitness back on track making sure that something traumatic like this doesn't happen to them or a family member so that's when I was still in college and then I was like you know what this isn't the exact right path for me. So I took, I took a step back and realized, okay, I think personal training, that's where I need to be. So I really took into play. My dad's heart attack was, I mean, that's all about health. And my dad was, um, my dad worked for Philip Morris and he was high up on that chain. He was, I, I don't even really know what his actual job was at this point. What 18 year old knows what their parent does. Mm-hmm, but, exactly, um, <laughs> exactly. So my dad, he worked at Philip Morris. He was really high up in that corporate ladder. He was just getting ready to, to retire that year. He was 55 years old and really his health and fitness was never a priority. And I really never noticed that until in the last couple of years, thinking back to like, well, I never saw my parents going to the gym. I never saw them doing any kind of physical activities other than we'd maybe go for walks or we might go hiking randomly, but it was never a priority. And that's kind of where my mindset changed. It was like, okay, I need to make people know that your health has got to be a priority. And so that's kind of where I've taken off into
0: Wow. That's shaping of a story. How old was your dad?
1: My dad was 55.
0: 55. Too young. Yep. Too young yep. at, at uh, 55 to to suffer that. And I, I appreciate you sharing. That's, that's probably not an easy story for you to share. And over the years, it may have gotten a little bit easier to talk about. But certainly, when you think about molding your career or shaping your career around, helping others prevent that from happening, Right. I think that's very purposeful and is, is pretty powerful. So I, I appreciate you sharing that story. I think about how that relates to my listeners and it, it relates directly to those who listen. Right? It's called an uncommon leader podcast. And one of the things that I would talk about with my clients when I'm coaching them from a whole person standpoint, that it's not just about succeeding in business, that the true uncommon success is being able to succeed in business and life, which includes relationships, finances your spiritual life, and your fitness life or your health. And I, and I know even me on my personal journey and how you and I got introduced was very much like that. So yeah. maybe we can chat about that a little bit as we go forward here today. But I think I think it's interesting because let's stay on a little bit of that story with health was not important to mm-hmm. him. And and I think many leaders will put their health on the side. The right. statement on an airplane is you take care of yourself first and then you take care of others. If you don't take care of yourself and your health, you can't take care of the people that work for you. You can't take care of your family. What is it that you hear when you work with clients is the biggest barrier to that? I'm curious. And I have a fun question that follows that up, but what what do you hear?
1: The biggest thing that I hear is people don't have time. Mm. And you know what? I find that to be a load of crap. (laughs) We have way more time than we realize. It's a matter of deciding what you want to use that time for is really what it comes down to. So time management, that's, and deciding that you want your health and your fitness to be included in that daily amount of time. Basically the amount of minutes that is recommended for physical activity in a week is 150 minutes out of seven days. If you think about that and you break that down, that's, you know, a 45 minute class, maybe three times a week.
0: There you and, go. That's,
1: and that's supposed to be your average amount of keeping you alive type of activity. Something that doesn't even have to be super high intense activity It's just physically moving your body for 150 minutes out of seven days, which is really pretty minuscule. If you look at how many minutes are in seven days.
0: <laughs> well, right. And you think about, I mean, 150 minutes is nothing. That's seven days. That's 20 minutes. That's 20 minutes a day. Right. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's one. That's one Netflix binge away from right. getting something done. Where, exactly. okay, put the Netflix binge on, but walk on the treadmill while you're watching right. Netflix. Right, be active exactly. while you're watching that. Absolutely, yeah. exactly. Now, I think that's pretty true. I don't have time to do it. The the number one yep. excuse uh, in yep. terms of how. And if you prioritize, everybody, as you say, frankly, everybody's got the same amount of time. Some people are able to do it. Not enough yep. in the in the country. We all have twenty four hours in a day, whatever it is. Right. But you have to choose or prioritize what that means for you. So the fun question is, I mean, don't have time is the traditional answer. What's, I I want you to think about this for a minute. What's the worst excuse you've ever heard from somebody you've trained or or a friend that you know that they don't exercise?
1: (laughs) The worst excuses that I get on a daily and weekly basis is pretty unreal. Most excuses come down to, oh, I've got to do this certain thing. I've got to go run this errand. I've got to go do something for work. That's, that's pretty much the number one excuse. And, you know, other than time, and it's pretty much the lamest one, because you know what, you don't have to go do that. You don't, there's, you know, there's no priority. You don't have to get that done immediately. So that's probably the lamest excuse. The, the most, (laughs) some of the stranger excuses are, you know, things like I have to go let feed my cat.
0: My guess is if you sat down to really think about it, though, you could probably write a book with some of those excuses and have a lot of fun with the memes or oh, whatever yeah. in today's world, the memes that you had to write oh, yeah. to, get, to get through that. The client comes in to see you for the first time, and it's somebody yeah. who really is trying to change. They do want to get better. So tell me a little bit about the process that you use as, as a coach for them to, mm-hmm. to get them engaged in the journey and then how you keep them on the journey for a certain yeah. amount of time.
1: Okay. So normally when someone walks in for the first time before we've even worked out or anything, I always like to spend 20 or 30 minutes just talking to them and getting to know them and seeing what their daily life looks like from waking up point until going to bed kind of thing. What do you do during all of that time? And then as we start to get into it, we talk a little bit more about, okay, well, what kind of physical activity are you getting in throughout your day? Do you sit at a desk all day long? Are you super active? Are you, you know, trying to go hiking and do things, you know, so we kind of dig into that daily life aspect and, and seeing how much activity you have or don't have. And then from there, I jump into the nutrition aspect. So I like to see what do you eat every day? It doesn't have to be Obviously, you're not going to have a perfect nutrition. Nobody's perfect. I I don't care if you went to Chick-fil-A for lunch one day. That's no big deal. It adds up to all of the a week long. What are your consistent types of nutrition needs? What are you eating every single day? And how often are you eating? How much are you eating? So we talk about that a little bit. And then I really start to ask them about what's your why? What are you coming in here for? Okay, sure. You want to get fit. What does that mean? What does being fit? What does being healthy mean to you? So that's kind of where we take off. And that's where I can kind of figure out where their goals are. Most people will come to me and be like, Oh, well, I want to drop 50 pounds. Like, oh, Okay, that's fair. We can make that happen. But let's break it down further. So I like to break things down in the beginning to really small, attainable, achievable goals. So you can never accomplish that 50, 75, or 100 pounds drop on the scale if that's your only goal. So I'll break it down from the middle. Okay, so let's make a goal for this very first session. Let's show up on time. That's your first goal. Show up on time, and we're going to work the whole way through. And that's if you can accomplish that, then we can move on. So then we'll maybe add it into okay, well, let's see if you can do some sort of workout 20 minutes, two days a week. And then we add on. So I like to break it down into one daily goal or one weekly goal. And then we stack them up. So as you like they're building blocks, as we add one goal, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it doesn't even have to be a weight loss type of goal. It can be food goals. It can be movement goals. It can be anything really. And in the end, it turns out to be, okay, well, all right, here's six months later and you're down 75 pounds Mm -hmm. without even thinking, okay, I was, that was my only goal, but really you had 150 other goals that you accomplished. So that's kind of where my brain goes to on that first day. I
0: I love it. I mean, in terms of what I hear in that whole piece is trust the process. And the yeah. outcome the outcomes will will be there on the other side but in terms of the steps that you talk about there's a, there's an assessment phase for you both in and getting to know people from a relationship yeah. standpoint the day in the life and then to, to hear the nutrition review and we do I have a story for that here in a second of where mine was and i know you're going <laughs> to laugh about that one and then ultimately yeah, right. understanding your why so why do you want to be healthy so there's there's yeah. a certain reason it's not just about losing weight And then lastly, it's not about only losing weight. What are the processes or the drivers that are going to get you to, if I exercise three days a week, then I'm going to have a better chance of losing 50 pounds and not just looking at the scale every time. So those those driver goals or process goals that I like, those habits, those disciplines you're trying to create are much more important than the outcome metric, and you end up going bigger. And I had plateaued after about four months, and I thought I could out-exercise a bad (laughs) diet. And I got to the point for about, I lost, you know, twenty pounds, and then I plateaued yeah. for two or three months. And and you asked me the I just remember, I remember the day you said, "Well, what are you eating?" And yep. I started to tell you, and you nearly fell off the fell off the chair in terms of <laughs> what I was eating. Uh, but even that, it was like start small, and it was uh, that's yep. how the hashtag Stop Eating French Fries was born, yeah. and how the yeah. pictures of Fat Boy Friday were born. And I, what I love is the again, what you also said was that you might have a goal of fifty pounds, but in the end. What you find out is that you get to 75 pounds by focusing on the discipline, focusing on the small things. The big things actually go further than you had. I had written a quote down and I posted it actually on Instagram today. A great coach is someone who will push you farther than you would go on your own. and That's what ends up happening when I see the sign of a a great trainer or a great leader or an uncommon trainer or uncommon leader is that they're able to take you to a place from a pain standpoint, uh, sometimes from a performance standpoint that you would be willing to go On your own, but even before they get in the gym, what are tips you have for those individuals who just think they can't do it?
1: Things that I would tell them is stop thinking about it because you're getting into your head too much about it and you're worrying about it too much, which is actually creating a bigger problem for you. My advice is to just go do it. Mm, Just do it, right? Just do it. You know, Nike can sponsor me. That would be fine.
0: Yeah, it's a cliche. I mean, it is a cliche. I'll hardly look at it, but the fact is, you got to get in the arena.
1: I mean, you have, you have, to, you do have to
0: do yeah. something, pick the first exactly. weight up or whatever it's going to be, walk the first mile,
1: whatever exactly. you got to do. Exactly. So a story that kind of works with that is a week or two ago, I, there were two girls that were coming into my gym and they were signing up for one of our fitness challenges, promotions that we were doing. And, and they, you know, they were dressed when their workout types of clothes, like, okay, great. They're going to come join our class today. And they're gonna have a great time. And so they're staying there, they're talking about, they're signing all their paperwork and ready to get going and everything. But then they were like, oh, well, we're not starting today. We wanna to start in two weeks. I was like, well, what do you mean? You guys look like you're ready to go. And I'm like, well, we're not ready. I was like, what do you mean you're not ready? Like, well, we need to go, we need, like, I feel like we need to go do the elliptical and like, and get ourselves ready to come work out. It's like, well, that kind of defeats the whole purpose, doesn't it? I mean, you're here and you're ready to go, but clearly your mindset's not there. So as I'm talking to them, I'm telling them, well, the only way that you're ever going to be ready to go is to just go. You just, you walked in the door, you're already here. Now's the time you're never going to be fully prepared to go work out of the gym, especially if you're just starting for the first time, it's not going to be easy. No one's ever going to tell you, Oh, this, your first workout, it'll be easy. It'll be fine. I'm never going to tell you that. It's always going to be hard, but you have to just embrace that and run with it. So you have to tell yourself, you can't ever be prepared to start. You just have to jump in and do it. I've heard it from multiple people. I need to go work out on my own to get in better shape so that I can have a trainer. It's like, well, but that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. You have me so that you can get into better shape so that you can go do it on your own, right? Not the other way around. So so that's kind of that whole you know getting a started thing is you have to just go do it.
0: Well and I think that's know. I think that's powerful. I mean I think about again another quote comes to mind when's the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. When's the next best time to plant a tree and that's today. Yeah. And it's not two weeks from now to get right. to get ready to go. And so part of what you add as a as a coach is the ability to say no no there's no reason to wait. Let's let's go right now. You've got yeah. you've got to work out. Let's just get started right now.
1: Yep. And they're like, yep.
0: oh, I wasn't quite ready for that, but okay, let's go.
1: Okay. Oh, well, once you're done, then you can say, okay, I'm done. And I started and now I can keep on track.
0: Yeah. And you talk that's it's mindset, right? I mean, the, the next two weeks, they're going to take it easy and they're going to try and ease their way into it.
1: Yep. Yep. No, no, you, no, 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 I no, mean, sure. no. In,
0: jump in the deep end.
1: Yeah. Jump in the going. deep end. Yep. You'll learn how to swim real quick.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Well, absolutely. So again, uh, no, I love that, that, that you have made. Uh, a positive impact on many. Clearly, you know, by me just asking you to be on here, it made a positive impact for me. And the People can read about my story. I'll put a link into it in terms of how I thought that I could lose 25 pounds in coming in. And I knew I had to get better because I had a health scare that was mm-hmm. existing there. Whether I knew, and I didn't know your dad's story. I just walked into 180 Fitness one day. I've been driving by it for 10 years. Right. I never walked into that gym. Drove by it almost every day, probably. and never walked in and ultimately ended up losing 80 pounds because I wasn't focused on the scale. I was just focused on getting more healthy and having fun while I was doing it. Speaking of some of the fun, I want to ask you, this is another one you may have to think about for a little while. What's your favorite workout that you do?
1: Actually, my favorite kind of workouts, which – this is going to sound nuts, but is the athletic conditioning types of days. I'm not a huge fan of cardio. I really don't like running. I'm not into cardio. I like lifting. I like taking things slow. But the days where I do athletic conditioning, you may have seen a video the other day, we had hurdles set up. It was like obstacle courses and I have to move fast. And those are my favorite ones. It's a game. It's in my brain. It was like, okay, I have to get through this obstacle. I got to get over these hurdles. And those are the most fun to me. And, and you can really see it when I'm doing it. Like I was just having a great time. You know, everyone's looking at you like you're crazy, but those are my favorite ones. Those are my favorite ones for me personally to do. Now, if you ask me, what are my favorite ones to teach?
0: To teach and penalize or, or, or torture <laughs> your clients? Yeah. Which one's your favorites to teach?
1: Exactly. Oh, you know, I love to penalize. You know, I love to penalize. I really love teaching strength. So days where we are lifting heavy weights and we have to really focus on perfecting that form because if you go down in that squat that wrong way, you're going to bust out that knee or that lower back or something. So I really love being one-on-one and really helping clients figure out, okay, this is how you deadlift. This is how you okay. do a push-up. This is how you do a pull-up. It makes that really good one-on-one connection. And I really just love seeing people figure out how to do these complex type of moves, too. So.
0: No, I think, and again, I think back in our time, it was that progression. You would, you know, over, over months, you would teach me yeah. an additional move on the same basic exercise right. that was really... Uh, Making it a little more complex. So that was, that's, that's good. I appreciate that. So, last <laughs> thing, and I'll get to the last question, and give you the last word, but a, a little fun game I like to do. I call it overrated and underrated. And yeah. I'll give you a few words, and you're just going to tell me whether or not it's overrated or underrated. So, the okay. first word I'm going to give you is Peloton bikes. Overrated or underrated? Overrated. Overrated? Why do you, why do you think it's overrated? It was a quick response.
1: It was a quick response. <laughs> Over, like, it's just the new, pretty, shiny toy. A bike is a bike is a bike. And, A Peloton is a bike. You know what? You can do the same workout on any bike. You can do the same workout on any treadmill. Overrated.
0: Overrated or underrated burpees?
1: Oh, underrated. You knew I was going to say that. I know know you're going to say that. You know I love a burpee. All
0: right. Overrated or underrated cheat meals?
1: Ooh, overrated. Overrated? Overrated. Yeah. Yeah. I think people... Have want to really glorify this whole cheat meal kind of thing. I've always taught you 80-20 rule. You know, 80% of the time you're eating clean, 20% of the time you're having fun, right? So, you know, a cheat meal, like, I don't know. If you want to go have a hamburger one night and a beer, that's great. Your next day is going to be clean. You're going to move. Love it. I
0: I love the mindset with that. I really do in terms of not like, I just can't wait till my cheat meal. And then you overdo it versus just saying... If you have a bad meal, have, eat what you need to eat and then just make, learn how to live. And that's what, I think that's one of the things I've learned to do through coaching from me as well is just get up the next day and you make up for it and you exercise or whatever you got to do. Excellent. Well, Margo, it's been fun. I hope you've had fun. I know you don't realize how fast the time went as we went through, but I'll give you the last word as we go through. And it's just the same question that I always ask everybody else as well. I mean, I'm giving you a billboard where a million people are going to see it a day. And what's your mantra that exists on that billboard that you want people to take action from when they, when they uh, leave from, when they hear this?
1: Your mantra to go on a billboard, enjoy the things that you do. That Mm -hmm. would be my mantra. Every workout doesn't have to be excruciating and awful and movements. They shouldn't be bad. They shouldn't be Don't think of it as a negative thing that you have to do. Yes, everyone knows that I'm a personal trainer and I work one-on-one with lifting kinds of movements, but you know what? Health and fitness is not just about going to the gym. If you're going out and you're hiking four days a week or you're a biker, some sort of movement that you enjoy. So enjoy the things that you do. It doesn't have to be awful.
0: Margo, thanks for your time today on the podcast. If I, if people that listen, want to stay in touch with you somehow, what's the best way for them to stay in touch with you?
1: So you can follow me on Facebook or you can follow me on Instagram. I have a fitness page, Marbell Fitness, or you can follow my regular Instagram as just Marbell.
0: Margo, we'll be well. Take care.
1: Thanks, John.
0: How about that for some straight talk? Everyone needs a coach that will help them get just a little bit further than they may go on their own. And Margot was that for me in the fitness area, but it might be for you in either fitness or business or other areas of life, including your finances or spiritual life. Margot lit it up today just like she used to light me up with brutal workouts that left me tired, but knowing I was getting better every day. In this episode, Margot shared some great tips on prioritizing health, such as setting small goals to get started, focusing on the habits or the process and not on the outcomes she also mentioned that sheep mills and Peloton were overrated and burpees were underrated. I knew that with all that she used to give me on the burpee side. Thanks for listening in. I'd love it if you would scroll down if you are an Apple podcast listener and give us a review and maybe a few words about what you liked. Or to catch up on past episodes, you can subscribe or follow us on your favorite platform. Until next time, go and grow champions.